And so it begins. Please be seated. When I awoke this morning, the very first thought that entered my mind was, and so it begins, the passion of our Lord. God, in the person of Christ, entering into our life, that we may enter into his life. Lowering himself that we might be lifted up. Emptying himself that we might be full. Becoming poor that we might become rich. Being bound so that we may be set free. Being wounded that we might be healed. Being broken that we might be made whole. Pouring himself out that we might be filled. Dying that we might live forever. And so it begins. The passion of the Lord. The reason he came into this world. To set us free. Each year we find ourselves emotionally in conflict. We begin the worship with songs of praise. We hail Jesus as our King and we wave our palms in the air. We throw our branches on the ground, making a path, a pathway for our Lord. You are the King of Israel. Hosanna in the highest. And yet within a few moments, We cry out, crucify him, away with him. We have no king but this world. How is it that humanity can hail Jesus as king in one moment and cry out, crucify him in the next? How is it that I can hail him as king, my king, in one moment, and yet turning to sin, cry crucify him the next? Those who hailed him as king that day wanted God on their terms. Thank God we're not like that. They wanted God on their terms. They wanted a Savior that made sense to them. They wanted a king made in their image and likeness. 
Yes, he will be our king, and he will reign where? In Jerusalem. Yes, but just outside the city where he will reign from a cross. He will be our king, and he will set us free. Yes, but not from the Romans, but from the kingdom of darkness and death. You see, they desired a political king, a king that would deliver them from the tyranny of Rome, a king that would reign in Jerusalem, a king that would come riding on a mighty stallion, raise up an army, cast out the enemy, and rule on an earthly throne, giving these people riches to fill them, riches of this world. But he came not on a stallion, but on a donkey to set them free, but from Satan. His crown to be one of thorns. His reign to be from a cross. His victory to be, according to the world, his defeat. They wanted a God on their terms, and the world still wants a God on their terms. There are no atheists, you know. There are those who believe in God and those who believe in themselves. There are those who would bow humbly before the Lord, and there are those who want life to bow humbly before them. I'm like those people. I sometimes want God on my terms. I want a God that makes sense to me. I want to make him into my image and likeness. But there are other times when I want God on his terms. And I say to him, Lord, you don't have to make sense to me, for you have the words of everlasting life. And I say, Lord, mold me and shape me into your image and likeness. But I know that such a process will be painful. In what ways do you want God on your terms? In what ways do you want a God that is comfortable to you? Blessed are the gluttons, for they shall inherit a feast. That's better than forgive those who hurt you and persecute you. Pray for them. Fast for them. Show them love, for there is enough hate in the world. Show them forgiveness, for there is enough unforgiveness. 
Show them mercy, for there is enough revenge. For in doing so, we become the image of Christ. And the world gets a glimpse of God. This week, God will show us what he desires us to be. On Thursday, your God will ask you not to kneel before him, but will ask you to allow him to kneel before you to wash your feet, to become your servant. And if he who is our master is not above washing the feet of the sinner, who are we to think that we are above such lowly service? He will not require us to do such things relying on our own strength lest we fall. And so he will offer to us as our food and strength the very gift of his own life. Take, eat. This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. He will go to the garden. He will descend into the depths of hurt and despair. Why would God, the God of hope, allow himself to descend to the very depths of abandonment and betrayal and pain and despair? Because he's seeking after you. So that when you find yourself there, you can turn and cry out, Lord, where are you? And he will answer, I am here. Do not be afraid. We have a God who does not stand at the top of the great hole and cry out, Come, my child, you can do it. Climb out of that hole. No, we have a God who jumps into the hole with us, into the midst of the darkness, and says, I am here. Do not be afraid. Friday, he shall reign, but from a cross. He shall be crowned, but with thorns. By his stripes, we shall be healed. 
He shall confront the sin and suffering of the world. He shall trample down death by death and bestow life to those in the tomb. He will cry out words that change everything. It is finished. On Saturday, he shall descend to those in darkness and death and preach the good news to those who are enslaved. He shall offer to those in death the way of life. He will show his wounds to Adam and to Eve and say, I, your Lord and your God, who made you and fashioned you, became your son that you might not be held by death forever. But death will not hold him. He shall rise and become for us the final word in this world. Hosanna to the Son of David. <clears throat> 